What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops. The wait is over. Basketball is here. Basketball is now. The NBA is back. No more waiting. Here we are, opening night. And I don't know how we got here, but I am I am just happy, man. I'm happy. Nothing but blue skies and basketball and the hardwood and the sound of bouncing balls ahead i'm i'm just truly excited for this moment yeah um it really hit me when a couple of nights ago had the uh fantasy drafts for my nba leagues and it's like oh we are gonna watch some regular season basketball we've talked all the divisions we've gone through every team one more just one more show before the NBA season starts, guys. And I, I can't wait. Got a couple of nice games on the slate tonight. But I'm, I'm ready. We finally get regular season basketball. It, you know, the wait always feels the longest at the very tail end. And hey, now now we get to relax and kick our feet up until June, man, because we got basketball yes. on pretty much every night going forward. Wow. June, that sounds beautiful. You said June. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a great it's a great night, and uh, we've got a great week and great months ahead of games and in season tournament too yeah. <laughs> this year. But uh, we've been we've been breaking it down team by team, division by division, and today we get to just look at it all and just figure out make our big prediction the biggest of big picture predictions we can we've broken it all down yep. we've talked about every team what we like what we don't and we're putting we're i guess we're putting our money where our mouth is really today that's kind of the goal yeah. here yeah we can uh we can start watching these games starting tonight throughout the rest of the week see how wrong we start off with all our division <laughs> division previews and yeah. whatnot uh but jake jake alluded to it today on the show before the season officially starts We'll be doing our MVP picks, Coach of the Year picks, and our NBA Finals picks like Happy Hour Hoops has done every year since its birth. Um, And then at the end of the episode, we'll be doing a little win total draft. So we'll each select four teams, keep track of the win totals throughout the season of those four teams that we each select. The highest win total out of the four teams that one of us chooses will win the competition so it's going to be a draft for just this episode but something we follow throughout the season and you guys can yes, follow sir. along as well um not much news because obviously the biggest news is just the nba being back it's amazing things that happened right before the season came back those people started to get contract extensions yeah. we saw it happening you know i think Jaden mcdaniels from the timberwolves probably one of the more notable he signed a five-year, $136 million contract extension. And the word we got after, you know, some of the con- first extensions had come out was that Clay Thompson will likely go into 2024 free agency. Him and Warriors apparently aren't close to getting a deal done. And then a kind of a double shot at the Warriors here because Draymond will also not be – in the lineup for opening night. So Golden State Warriors, weird end to their season last year, weird offseason trading for Chris Paul, and now going into opening night without Draymond and then Clay Thompson apparently not being close with contract talks. 
I feel like we, oddly enough, haven't spent too much time on the Warriors this offseason. What, what do you guys think going in? Is the Draymond thing an issue for opening night, or do you guys have any qualms with them not re-signing Clay Thompson, or you think this is a Clay issue, Warriors issue? I the Warriors mean, got I, a lot of issues, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, jo- all joking aside, the Warriors don't really have like a big man consistently. Yeah. And, you know, we were, we were joking about it. Obviously, everyone saw Steph Curry line up against Wemby as a joke for the tip. But that, you know, that that's actually kind of a serious issue, too, is when you're looking at it. Like, well, who are they going to play as their big man, especially with Notre Dame? And, and Clay, to me, is I just. I think Clay, the injuries, not really just caught up to him, but also age as well. Is he's just a shooter, and that's really all he is anymore. He's not the elite defender he used to be. He's probably not going to be that guy who's going to get red hot and score forty in a game from time to time. Clay's just he's just a three point shooter. And there's a lot of those guys in the NBA right now, and I think the big thing here is I just don't think the money equates to the skill anymore. Where. It's not anything personal for me. It's more that just eh, Clay. Maybe, maybe someone will get, give Clay that type of money, but I don't think the Warriors will. I don't think the Warriors are in a position to, because I think we alluded to it in our offseason preview is that we kind of see the Warriors falling off a little bit this year. Now, when Steph was yeah. 40 on opening night and they went handily, I'll eat my words, I guess, for a little bit. But for now, like I, I just don't really see this Warriors team trending in the right direction. And when that happens, you, you got to find ways to you know switch it up, get younger, and Clay Thompson gives you neither of that. So it makes sense. Sure does. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's it's they're one of the most expensive rosters in the league too, and it's really hard to keep championship teams together long especially long after their runs and i feel like this is just more and more of those after effects and we talked about them not really this summer but last summer about how they tried to thread the needle with everything and this is it hasn't worked out great like the the stars didn't hit obviously wiseman's gone and we don't know about some of the other young guys so this is kind of the effects of that it's nothing like it shouldn't be a surprise and there's no i feel like there's no shame to draymond or clay's like ultimate legacy as a warrior or as a player or anything else but this is just it's what happens like this is just the natural progression of things and it's it's tough to see but i think the warriors we kind of touched on it a little bit in the pacific we weren't really uh excited about them but i think it's going to be a tougher mm-hmm. year it's going to be weird yeah. for people to get used to seeing the warriors really struggle but they're just compared to the rest of the high at least the high end of the west like they yeah. don't match up that this year so um that's why we haven't talked about them because they really they're they're not going to make an imprint i don't think that when it comes down to the long they're not going to be in our title picks which i think somebody we might have picked one of us picked the warriors last year i might have picked the warriors last year honestly but um yeah i don't think they're going to be in that conversation this year yeah it's it's weird because last year we had our doubts about the warriors i think as well but it was almost like something was always coming for them. Like Clay was going to get right last yeah. year, and we we're just waiting for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, what if Wiseman, Kaminga, those guys, like who, they don't even have Wiseman anymore, but Moody and Kaminga, we were waiting for those guys to break out, and we were kind of saying, you know, they have this season to figure it out still. Wiggins, who missed all that time, and they were still staying afloat, he comes back at the end of the year. This year, it's almost like going into the year, we have these automatic wor- worries about them. We haven't even seen them play yet. Um, so I think just that in itself is a little concerning. 
also Clay Thompson kind of known to be a, a stubborn guy. So yeah. if they if they have an ugly season and then this goes into free agency with bad taste in his mouth, like this could could be a bad breakup between the Warriors and Clay Thompson. And then, you know, that leaves them with Steph Curry and Chris Paul and, and not much else, which we we already know none of the three of us are high on the Chris Paul, Steph Curry combination to begin with. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I wouldn't want to be left with that. That sounded not great when you said that out loud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's scary, man. And we could see, uh, yeah, a, a mortal Warriors team this year, if you will. I don't, I didn't really agree with them getting rid of pool, you know, inconsistency is one thing, but I, I think he provided something that a team that we're looking at this year actually might need or be able to use in certain situations. And I'm certainly interested in seeing how this Suns Warriors matchup goes tonight without Draymond and what Durant looks like against a, a front court that only has Kevon Looney and then even Nurkic, bro. Like, yep. yeah, he's a big enough, you know, reliable enough big that. Oh, he's a mismatch tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it could be up close and personal for the Warriors right to start the season. Um, it could look bad. And this isn't, you know, I, I would love to dance on the Warriors in victory lap. That's not even what I'm trying to do right now. It just, it, it seems like bad vibes heading right into the season. And uh, it's never, never what you want. No, we, we don't have to spend too much time on these other bad vibes because like I've said, we've talked about them every podcast the last month. But James Harden, Woj said today or yesterday, um, unclear whether or not Harden will be with the team on opening night. I don't think I, – I mean, I've said it weeks ago. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't think it's unclear, like Woj said. I, ju I just think it's pretty clear. I don't think he's – I think he's going to do everything he can to avoid these situations like he's done through training camp and yeah. practice. And he's doing a good job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's funny you like throughout this past week, I've like seen more clips of people either talking on their podcast or the radio or, you know, a, just a TV show. And I feel like people are getting to the point where they respect James Harden for how he's able, I think Windhorst was yeah. saying that he respects James Harden yeah. for how he's able to stick it to the Sixers. And like, I respect the hustle. Yeah. Like he made them believe that he was going to come back when he probably had no intentions of ever doing that. Um, and we're seeing and that then just now, disappeared. So. They're just yeah. like, "Wow, yeah. James, James didn't show up. Nobody knows where he is." Yep, they lost track. We lost track of James. <laughs> How'd you forget where he went? Is your like they didn't have anybody staked out in his house or anything? I guess, and then he just slipped away into the night into Houston. Said it's, he has something important to do. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It is. It is wild. Do we think that like is? Is it worth talking? Is James Harden going to be good at basketball this year? Like, do you think James Harden plays when he plays? So I'm sure yeah. he'll be fine. <laughs> that's the that's the annoying thing is we still yeah. think he's going to step onto the court and be like 22 and eight or at least like something like that where he can come on and really help a team. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're talking about instead every time, all the time, every yeah. year with James Harden. It's a rinse and repeat, man. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> yeah, man. But so, Kyrie's saying all the nice things in Dallas. So maybe now. that'll yeah. change. For now. I know. For well, now. Yeah, what an offseason. <laughs> yeah. Biggest winner 
the offseason might be Kyrie Irving. He hasn't been. I think so. In a piece of negative news, and all it's oh, been he's, is he's James Harden. He's been avoiding basketball. It. Yeah, he's 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 playing basketball. He's practicing. Like it seems like he's got a good relationship with the Mavs, and it's like, hey, you know, I obviously I have to temper my expectations, but maybe you know this offseason of having Kyrie and Luca together could be the best thing for the Mavs. Is it you know maybe that trade? It looked like it aged terribly in the second half of last year, right, where the Mavs basically almost looked like they gave up on the season. It just didn't seem like it worked. But now you're talking about two of the most offensively talented players in the NBA on the same court together, both healthy. Luca, you know, not healthy, healthy, because he may not even play the first night. We'll see. But both should be playing a good amount of games for the Mavs this year. Hey, I'll take I'll take a happy Kyrie any day of the week. Any day of the week. Maybe that's maybe that's what Luca Magic really meant all this time. He's just able to get uh to get <laughs> Kyrie to get his head on straight and and start acting right. That's that's really what the Luca Magic meant. Um, we'll see. You know, I, I know it's it's encouraging. I think uh, it's it's awesome for Mavs fans and you know Ky- Kyrie supporters and, and awesome for yeah. Steve. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited if 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 we can actually see like a a full off season of work of a healthy Kyrie and Luca together. It even if the Mavs aren't a dominant team, I think they'll be much improved over last year, and they'll also be a fun team to watch, man. Oh yeah, they'll be well, a yeah, fun that's that's team what I'm hoping watch. for. And here's the thing: Luca needs a bounce back. Like you, Luca, Luca could use a bounce back year. Last year wasn't what he wanted it to be. And yeah, if we, just he's everybody. Eight and eight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't mean, but I just mean like no, I know what you team, mean. The team perspective and everything else, and I feel like this guy is too good to let them like fall to the wayside yeah. again when it comes to like the title or the West conversation. And that's what I'm most excited about. Like to see him kind of try to bring them back up. It's like a very fun subplot in the West. And we're talking about mm-hmm. the other teams. Like maybe Luca just takes it to another level, which it's, it's crazy to say that because like you, you just said his stats and he was amazing last year, but we know that there is more to Luke. Luca is the biggest question mark of this conversation this year, because there is, I feel like a motivated Luka Doncic is kind of terrifying. And I feel like that's what we're getting the most motivated Luka I think we've seen. And it's the best if Kyrie is any bit locked in, which maybe he is older and just deciding like, I need to just settle in and, and, and not be chaotic for a year. You can't trust him, but at least he's starting off saying the right things. It's nice to see right. Luca alongside somebody like that who with the star power and everything else. And like you said, they're going to be really fun to watch and, and really competitive and winning a lot of games in this West. And the spotlight's kind of off them a little bit too this offseason. Not yeah. a lot of people have talked yeah. about the Mavs. I, we, they talked about a little bit at the draft class because really loved Omax and Lively, thought it was good. They didn't make any crazy splashes in the offseason. And the rest of the West kind of did, but now, like I said, the spotlight's on the Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. The Suns yeah. make that big deal. Then you have the Bucks. Then you have the Celtics making these two chess move type deals. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of other teams that have the spotlight on them. Philly for you know poor reasons, but the Mavs just kind of did their thing. They just they just kind of did their thing. So um, it it's it's one of those where it's like I hey if Kyrie can just focus on basketball, give me that all day because he's one of the most talented players on the court. No one can dispute that. People don't want to like Kyrie because of the off court, but on the court when he's healthy and he's good to go, man, you, you can't argue he's not like a top ten player in the league. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't think you can argue that. Um, it's been clear. Honestly, maybe he just had to get out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's it because this it seems like he's turned a corner um, in a lot of different respects in his professional career here. So, kind of crazy. We'll see with the Mavericks. I'm excited to watch this team. I, I think the best part of it for you is probably all the pieces of the Mavericks that you hated. They seem to get rid of those guys for the <clears> most part. Some besides of the one. Yes. But then they brought in guys who will replace yeah. those certain pe- people's minutes. And I can talk from experience on one of them, Grant Williams. If you if yeah. you don't love Grant Williams overall, he's at least going to give you something to talk about while you watch the game. And that's true. And that's a fact. And he's he's um, going to give a little backbone to this Mavs team too, yeah. right? And that's and that's I think what they kind of something Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, those guys exactly. can't provide. Right, and that's what I think. Oh, Max eventually will give them too. I really yep. like Lively. They just just extended Josh Green, who showed some promise at the end of last year. Like there's there's promising pieces outside of obviously Kyrie and Luca. Um, their backs are going to be sore by the end of the year, but there's a lot of promising <laughs> pieces, and I think it's a lot better direction than the team they had going into last year. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. We will see with the Dallas Mavericks. We decided to save the last piece of news. Okay, so Giannis Antetokounmpo just signed a three-year, $186 million extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. We are recording the night before. That fourth wall is now broken, as uh, Jake just explained to us. So we, we can't lie to you guys anymore. If you're watching, when you're watching this, it is the first day of NBA basketball. So technically, we didn't lie. But this is our initial um, organic reaction to Giannis contract extension. And if this had happened without the damn trade, obviously super surprising. I'm not all that surprising. Quite a bit of money. Um, and I'm sure Milwaukee's sense they got Dame was probably just trying to lock him up as, as best they could. So they got it done. He's in Milwaukee for at least three more years. Thoughts? <laughs> they did it. They did it. If if Dame was the piece to yep. keep Giannis long term, then they did it. This is a this is a, a win. This is a uh, everyone who even has anything to do with Milwaukee's going out for drinks tonight because they secured Giannis for three more years. They got Dame. I mean, you know what? We talked about the Bucks. You know they're aging. We'll see what happens with these guys around. Doesn't matter. You got Giannis. You got Dame. You're good. Figure you'll figure everything out. You can find ten guys. You can find ten other guys to figure it out. Um, congrats, congrats, Milwaukee. You did it. And I mean, can we talk about the deal though? Hundred eighty-six million over yeah. three years. I need to do this again. Nice. Sixty-two million a year. Okay. And I don't, you know that scary. the first year probably 62. isn't. 62. You know the first year probably isn't the sixty-two million. So yeah, it's probably like seventy-five million. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there's probably one. Like the second or third year is probably making close to eighty million, which is just I gross. So, so basketball so... players are just our soccer players at this point. That's the market. Yeah. It's, it's even like we're almost there to soccer player boys. Three years, hundred eighty-six. Giannis played what two weeks, three weeks with Dame, and was like, "Okay, I can do this." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I see what you guys are getting at. I'm good with this. Holy yeah, like you said, congrats to Milwaukee. This, if this was the vision, it, now Giannis, like, it's not, 
five years. It's not the max, but it's three years timing up perfectly with Dame. It makes all the sense in the world. You have this window to try to win a title. It's awesome. Good for them. Um, they're going to have a tough competition still. They still have yeah. a lot of answers, and this is an expect like $62 million per year, whatever it breaks out to be. That's a lot of money they're spending on two guys now, so they're going to have to make smart moves to fill around this roster, which I think is our biggest question right now regarding milwaukee but how long do they have good for that man brooke under contract for do you know either this year either just this year or this year and next okay i thought it was coming up soon right yeah it um you know who the biggest loser in all of this is is the new york knicks because this basically because you know obviously him signing any sort of extension with the bucks right now takes them out of them getting him sooner rather than later. But what, Giannis is 31 right now? How old is Giannis? Twenty. Oh, wait, I was no, way he's, he's 28. He's going to be 30. Yeah. He's going to be 31 when it's when the deal is done. And then, I mean, like this extension to me could, unless it's like end of the career stuff, and he's playing on a different squad. But, I mean, this – this could make uh, Giannis a Milwaukee Buck for life. Yeah. Three-year extension here. Who knows how it goes with Dame. Maybe he extends again or signs a, another hefty one-year deal after the three-year. Um, well, that's the I thing think- now is if the books are clean when Giannis and Dame both become free agents at the same time, they could sign Giannis to some extension and get another piece maybe in a couple of years to play with an yeah. older Giannis or something yeah. like that. Like, but now they have, they have the flexibility, like the prime is extended. The lease is extended everything. Like they don't have to, they, it's name <clears throat> and Giannis and that's it for the next three years. And that's, Hey, yep. and the, Hey, I'll, and they're okay that's with awesome. that. That's right? awesome. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You'll fill in all the four other years. Puzzle technically pieces. four years. Cause the extension kicks in after this year. Yeah. So this is technically, the, and that's Dame has four years left on his deal too. So they've got four years left of this. I, it's a, what, take a shot. That's a big swing, and I like it. Yeah, I don't. I, I like. I said. I think this is a celebration for Milwaukee, right? This is this is a a big win for them. I know Dunny, as the Celtics fans, probably just sitting there being like, "Well, this is this is not the most ideal situation or news to get thrown on me right now." But it's hey, man, it's, it's a it's a ballsy move by. Giannis to agree to sign and stay in the same conference as Derek White. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> scary waters out there, man. He he wants a he wants a dog fight. He's gonna get one with the C's, man. Um, no, it's it's fun, dude. I, I love Buck Celtics. I love like what it's become in this era with the Jays and Giannis. And I think right now we're two of the best teams, probably two of the best three teams in the league. And this is live reaction from Celtics fans. I'll give you about a Giannis extension. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're just listening, live reaction. If you're just listening and not watching, it is just a gif of Patrick the Star sleeping, (laughs) snoring, and drooling. Um, Yeah, I've been on Twitter since. uh, Obviously, that's how I saw it when we were recording, but. Yeah, Celtics fans are, are saying that this just means they get to hate the Bucks uh, for three more years. <laughs> it is. The rivalry is live and like well, that. as you yeah. were saying. It's it awesome. Is. 
And the I do. And I, the I, Heat are just the the redheaded stepchild that are going to come in and fuck with everybody for a little yeah. bit again. Yeah, and they're, they're going well, to the, the Sixers might be the redheaded that you back that just everybody beats nah, on. Nah. And, Sixers and are out. adopted. But, Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, who knows? That's, that's, go, a, go back to that's the hilarious the... when Joel Embiid is about to play for Team USA <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. True. <laughs> hey, he's got to win once, right? He's like, I yeah. might as well. He wants his well. ring. I don't blame him. We didn't. I don't think we talked about that that much. But I don't blame him. He wants to get a ring. He's like, maybe Team USA can do it. I don't know if the NBA <laughs> yeah, can, but maybe that gold medal will be sick. Yeah, he's like, what do you mean the gold medal isn't a ring? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. We tried to pull a fast one on the listeners and record the night before, and Giannis had. Giannis had other uh, other ideas. So, Giannis, thanks, Giannis. Thank you. Full on contract extension with the Bucks, three years, hundred eighty six million. Very very rich deal. He already tweeted out he's excited to be back in Milwaukee, and yeah, Bucks will probably be a juggernaut in top of the East. We might be, or we most likely will be talking about them at the end in the in the win total draft. Oh, that's true. We talk about. A lot of star-studded guys at the top here. We mentioned Kyrie, Steph, Luca, Giannis now. So it's only fitting we get into our MVP conversation here. And let's do our predictions, starting with MVP, then we'll go to Coach of the Year, then Finals picks. Steve, why don't you kick us off? Tell us who your MVP is for the 23-24 NBA season. I'm going to go bias card here. Um, we talked about it a little bit. I'm just going to take Luca. Like I said, last year, 32-8-8 eight and eight in which people considered kind of a disappointing season. The efficiency wasn't that great. He's got to get a little better from three and from the free throw line. But this is a guy who has worked hard every offseason. It looks like he has improved. And also, too, it was a weird year for the Mavs last year, right? You have the Kyrie trade middle of the season. There were a lot of injuries, a lot of guys going in. Now, Christian Wood was a just gigantic disappointment. And, you know, Luca still kind of did his thing, put up numbers. I think this is the year we kind of see Luca almost average a triple-double where he's going to probably put up like 30, 10, 10, but maybe even over 30, like if we're looking at 33, 10, and 10. And it's kind of similar to the Joel Embiid situation, I feel like, where I think the NBA MVP these next three, four years is just going to be like, all right, like we're going to start giving it to the guys who have been in that discussion or have been a top five player in the league for the past handful of seasons and be like, you know what, here's yours. You're going to get one. I think this is a good season for Luka to get it just because I think it's going to be a lot riding on him and Kyrie where you look at the other MVP candidates, Giannis, got Damian Lillard, right? Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, they're kind of playing off each other there. Nikola Jokic, are they really going to give Jokic three and four years? We'll see. He probably should have got the three-peat, and they didn't give it to him. They gave it to Embiid. And, you know, Jason Tatum, where you look at the Celtics, like they got Porzingis, they got True Holiday. Like it's it's a super team over there where if the Mavs, you know, make some noise this year and have, have a successful season, it's going to be riding Luka and Kyrie. So I'm, I'm going to give Luka – just because I'm not giving Jokic another one, even though he'll probably put up video game numbers. I think Dame takes away from Giannis's, you know, MVP type of numbers. And Tatum's on a super team. Durant's on a super team. So uh, give me Luca. I didn't look what the odds are, but I'll, I'll take Luca. <laughs> Love that. 
Jake, who you got, man? Well, Steve, as he so often does, eloquently placed my or explained my pick of Nikola Jokic here because it's three and four years, and I, they didn't give it to him last year, and I think he deserved it probably last year, but they mm -hmm. wanted to give it to Embiid. And I think I've seen enough of Jokic that he is just going to be my pick by default going forward until further notice. I had a hard time. I was thinking Giannis all summer long, thinking Giannis, thinking Giannis. The Dame trade kind of changed that because I think he might lose some credit from if Dame is having an all-NBA type season too. Maybe not. Maybe Giannis will be the, the guy in this conversation. That might be my second place pick, but I'm going to just go with Jokic in the boring pick and He's going to keep his dominance, be a first-team All-NBA guy. He's going to be MVP, um, and they're probably going to be one of the best teams in the NBA again this year. So I'm sticking with that. What about you, Dunny? I like that. Uh, you guys should probably already know where this is going. <laughs> My MVP is Jason Tatum. I thought about the Jokic pick because I do think if it's not Tatum, it's going to be Jokic. I think Tatum might have a chance at this for the same reason that I believe the league kind of put their feelings aside and maybe they got this one wrong. But I think it's the same reason they might give it to Tatum as they gave it to Joel. And it's mm. just the defensive factor because last year Tatum averaged 30 points, nine rebounds, nearly five assists. This year I probably think it's going to be another 30-point points per game season for Tatum I bet that rebound number will be closer to 10 and I think the assists have a chance to increase even with Smart leaving and Drew Holiday coming in Drew and Smart neither of them are like these pass first all the time point guards and I think we've heard Missoula a couple times throughout the summer throughout the offseason mention he wants Tatum to be in more of a playmaking role anyway I think that assist number can go up and then there's really not going to be a season where you don't see Tatum at least at one point averaging over a block and a steal a game. And I think that could be something that when it comes down to it, you know, say the Celtics have five, six more wins than the Nuggets, which I think is more than possible. And then you just have the blocks and steals and perimeter defending efficiency in Tatum's favor over Jokic. I think – at least that's, in my opinion, the thing that got Embiid over the hump last year. I think that's maybe what voters looked at. Um, and then, you know, who says the NBA voters have consistency? Because they don't. So, <laughs> right. But if they do this year, maybe that favors Tatum. Um, I, yeah, I just, I've, I mean, you guys know this. Our listeners know this. I have crazy high hopes for the Celtics this year. There hasn't been a season where Tatum hasn't improved. And he took a massive jump last year. First team All-NBA. Who says he doesn't do it again? I think the numbers increase. I just think I think that alpha dominant role just continues to grow for Jason Tatum, um, and he continues to to be one of the faces of this league. My big, like I said, my biggest concern with Tatum is just I think the Celtics are too good of a team. Getting Drew yeah, Porzingis that could take some points yeah. away from Tatum too, because that's the thing. It's like if the Celtics he won't need like, to, yeah. If Porzingis is having a hot night, starts off like five or six, hit a couple threes, he could drop thirty. Drew Holiday, we've seen him when Giannis is out, especially on the Bucks, take over and have games where he's dropping 30. And, oh, by the way, Dunny, one of our favorite players also happens to be on the Celtics, Jalen Brown, 
who he's yep. another guy who took a leap last year, and he's someone who can score 30 pretty much any night. Mm-hmm. So that's the big reason for me why Tatum, it's like I, I like Tatum, but I think the odds are fair for Tatum. I think right now he's the fourth shortest to win an MVP at plus 750. I'm looking right now. Tatum at plus 750 in most books, sometimes 8-1 to one you can get him at. Jokic is the favorite. At, at four to one, it, it feels like on most books. And then Luca, second shortest at five and a half, six to one. And then Giannis right up there. So, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing with the NBA. I say this with MVP. I say it with NBA finals. It's it's usually chalk, right? It's yeah. it's usually the guys in the top five that are, are going to be in contention to win it. So I don't hate the pick. I just think for Tatum, it's going to be a lot harder just because his team's so much better or has other guys who could just take over games. And as a Celtics fan, I mean, I'm sure you love hearing that, right? It's like, oh, would you rather sacrifice a Jason Tatum MVP to have, you know, four potential all-stars in your starting lineup? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a good point. And I, I definitely – it's tough because I, I hear what you're saying and I, I think that is going to be the case ultimately. Like I think – there's going to be games where KP drops close to 30 that Jalen Brown averaged 27 a game last year. He could easily do that again. If, if all this load is taken off the Tatum, but it's tough because I think all that's true. And then I think him growing as the alpha of this team and Missoula wanting everything to run through him at a certain point is also yeah. happening at the same time. Yeah. So there I'm somewhere in that in-between road uh, where, like you said, I think he's what the fourth, Fourth yeah, highest, fourth shortest right now. Yeah, fourth shortest odds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I think it's it's a good value, and it's also you know who who doesn't love to do a, a homer, a homer future yeah, every I mean, once I in went, a while. I want I want yeah. homer too. So why not? Can I give you guys a couple sleepers just by looking at yeah. the odds? It's like I'm surprised with their sleepers. First one here. We love the team. We think this team's going to be successful. This guy was first NBA last year. Nineteen to one. Shea Gilgis Alexander. I thought mm. about it. Best team he's played. Best team he's played with in his career. If the Thunder are that team that really takes that step up, which we are pretty much predicting, we think they will be. He's got to be in the talks. We saw him make the leap into first team last year, so it's not even going to be crazy because it's like, oh yeah, he's first team last year. He just played better. Shea Gilgis is another one, and then I got two more names, and I, I probably I don't think either win. I just thought the odds were interesting. 30 to 1 Anthony Edwards. If Minnesota's a good team, it's because of Anthony Edwards. It's not because of Carl Anthony Towns. It's not going to be because of Rudy Gobert. If Minnesota's a good team, it's because Ant Man makes that leap into a super, super, superstar. And this is one where like the stats could carry it to him 35 points or something outrageous like that. 30 to 1, I thought was interesting. And then the last one, I thought it was interesting just because he was in talks at some point last year. Pretty much because the team and based on stats, but Sabonis is 75 to 1. Sabonis, I don't think he'll win it. And like I said, I don't think Ant Man or Sabonis is going to win it. I just thought the odds were interesting. 75 to 1 with Sabonis at some point last year, in the second half of last year, there was a point where they're like always oh, like fourth, fourth shortest right now to win MVP. He's another guy too who could get it from his stats. Sabonis puts up right 2015 and 10. That's how it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, he doesn't deserve to be there he doesn't have that you know superstar ability i think that the top guys do but just looking at the odds it's like that's to me it's like interesting yeah what are chris paul's mvp odds oh bro i don't think he's listed (laughs) 
What about James? What about James Harden? James Harden is hundred twenty to one. Hey, I'm just saying, Yama is right there too. So James Harden oh, and be right now equal. I'm just saying, James Harden. He shows, say he gets traded to the Clippers, and then all of a sudden he's averaging thirty and ten night one for for three Sorry. months. You Harden, might, Harden might get it. You never know. You, you know never what's know. disgusting as James Harden right now has shorter odds than Tyrese Halliburton. Disgusting. That is disgusting. That is yeah, disgusting. Where's where's Donovan Mitchell's odds? Donovan's right around Ant Man thirty to one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, him and Ant Man are right next to each other. I take I take Ant Man. I would too, and that's why I think Ant Man like his path to MVP like at thirty to one. You can see a path where it's like if the Timberwolves are good, it's because of him. It's because he's putting up these jaw dropping. They numbers. have to win fifty games if he's going to win. Exactly, MVP. but that's what yeah. I'm saying, I, yeah. and that's why I didn't pick him. But I'm saying the odds are interesting <laughs> because <laughs> they're not winning fifty think, games. No, but, but if, if, the, if the Tims did, he's right in the MVP talk, that's right? Yeah, I think I that's fair. Yeah, about, I think that's fair as well. Dunny, your coach, coach of the, of the year. year. Yeah, coach of the year. We're moving on. This isn't. So this is tough because this is never really a future I take. I'm still mad at the NBA from mm-hmm. 2016 when Brad Stevens didn't get coach of the year and Steve Kerr got it because Kerr was out for 75% of the season with his back yeah. that year. He wasn't even coaching and he still got yeah, he still got the, the damn award. Um, so I, I hold a gripe to the NBA to this day for that reason. Don't usually take it. All that being said, I like Frank Vogel, man, and it's purely because Coach of the Year is always tough to pick for me. It's I never know. This is the same thing. Like voters just aren't consistent in the NBA. I feel like some years it's like, oh, this first year head coach is took this ten seed from last year and made them a seven seed. He deserves it. And then it's like whatever coach has the highest win total or whatever coach goes on the hottest streak in the last two months of the season. I feel like some – you never know with the voters. Basically, I'm taking Frank Vogel because the Suns have a super team. Steve talked about it last week. This this roster is good enough that if Durant has to miss time, all those role players with Beal and Booker is fine. They can get by. They can still get wins. And I think that's the scariest part of this Suns team to me is they are a scary regular season team. Yeah, no one wants to see them out on a Wednesday night. Have to go play in Arizona, play this group in the Heat. Like it just—it's not going to be fun for the opposition all season long. And my biggest worry about the Suns is actually in the playoffs when everyone needs to be healthy. They have to shorten that rotation, and these guys have to figure out a way to win together. But good thing about that is Coach of the Year doesn't matter in the playoffs. You can get Coach of the Year before the playoffs happen. I'm I'm just banking on talent and how scary good this team on paper could be. Frank Vogel back in the NBA. He's dying to coach. He's dying to make a name for himself again. I like it. Mm. Frankie V. That Frankie I'm v, excited man. about Frank Vogel being just he he's just like so solid. Like everywhere he goes, I feel like he's done like a good job for the situation he's in. Even if you talk about champion, yeah, I mean, obviously, like the success with the Lakers and everything else. But even Orlando, like Orlando's team, that was a mess of a situation, and he still was having them like as a competitive. Like they were a team that was fighting. They were solid the whole time. 
I was I've really always been impressed by the job he's been able to do and like the professionalism that he'll bring to a place. Like there's a ceiling on what he can do, I feel like, and how much he can maximize the team. But this team doesn't need talent maximized. This team has talent. This team needs structure, and he's gonna provide that for them. And yeah, I'm really excited about that. I've got Mark. I can't spell his name, so I'm not putting it up here, guys. I, I didn't have it ready. Mark, Mark Daniel. D. Mark D. My guy for the third. Oh, Jay, I think you're muted. Oh, there you go. Unplug. So I don't. I I guess there's not much to say about Mark D. If the Thunder are, uh, if they're a team that is a top four seed, a top three seed, I feel like Mark Daniel is a perfect candidate for this award because they like giving it to like the young rising team and rising coach, and he deserves it too for the job he's been able to do. The Absolutely. Last so yeah, I, I'm all aboard with the Thunder and Mark Daniel. What about you, Steve? Uh, I, the coach of the year is a weird one to me. Because I, I, I liked your pick as well. I was thinking about that, but I'm like, are they really going to give Mark the credit? Or are they going to give it to maybe the return of chat, right? Or Shay? And like I said, and maybe MVP talks. I'm going to go Ime Udoka because I look at this Houston Rockets team. And first off, obviously, all the stuff off the court aside, Ime was a very good coach uh, for the Boston Celtics. And now he comes into a Rockets team that. The Houston Rockets are a soft team. They just, they're not a very good defensive team. They're, they were never really, they're a fun team. They are the inmates they, running the asylum, if I've ever it, seen it, it. Exactly. And so I look at Udoka, and maybe this is kind of what they need. This is the type of coach they need to kind of put them in the right direction. Because you look at on paper, man, we've talked about this. The Houston Rockets have a very, very talented roster. Yes. And I look at them. On paper, I look at the draft they had with Whitmore and Thompson, and I'm like, I, I love both those draft picks. They got Van Vliet, who's a guy who just kind of does everything right that you need in the offseason. They have he's going to be perfect for Ime too. Perfect for Ime. You got Jabari Smith, I think, takes a year two leap. You got Alprin Sangoon, who I think takes another leap. Jalen Green. But I look at all these guys and I look at all their players. I go, where do they really fit, though, in the awards? There's really, there's just a bunch of good players. There's no one I really think that's going to fit in the awards. Maybe most improved, Jabari Smith, maybe. But other than that, it's like, if this is a team that makes a leap, maybe gets in the playoffs, you know, goes from the basement of the Western Conference for the past few years to like, oh, this is a fun team that maybe is a year away or maybe a year ahead of schedule. And then it's actually like, wow, this is a team that can play with pretty much anyone outside of maybe a couple teams in the NBA. You got to give credit somewhere. And then why not give it to the coach, Ime, who, like I said, probably is a good coach. You know, there was obviously issues with the Celtics. Two, two wins away from an NBA championship. People, Except, people forget that. Exactly. And so it's like if the Houston Rockets do improve or maybe take a leap up, you got to give credit somewhere. He's not even listed right now on most of the odds I'm looking at because it's it's such a long shot. But it's someone like if you could find a line, I think the value there is worth taking, you know, a little sprinkle, taking a shot on because I think this Rockets team has a lot of good players and you just need someone steering you in the right direction. Who's to say it's not going to be up? It's fine. Yeah, no, I, I I love the pick, man, for for a few reasons. One, I, I said it, like, people forget this guy was literally two wins away from winning an NBA championship, and you can talk about him being dropped into a great situation, which he was, but people double forget that he had one of the best turnarounds in an NBA yeah. season ever. Yeah. The right. Celtics were a 500 team in January, and then he leads this group to all the way to the NBA yep. Finals. 
Obviously, we know what happens. They collapse against Kerr and Steph and the Warriors. But, I mean, he's a really good coach. You laid out how good this team could be in the in the near future. And my last point here is Amon Thompson and Jalen Green in the preseason the other night looked like they were at like a high school high school all star game. They yeah, were just bro, dunking amazing. everything, shooting three contested threes, all the way cash. Like I didn't, I don't think I knew how how much I liked Amon Thompson until I actually watched him against other NBA talent the other night. Yeah, that that is a fun backcourt, man. The Rockets have. I think potentially eight, nine guys that could be starters by the end of the year. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I know you sometimes just think about that, the vets they brought in too. Right. Right. Van Vliet Brooks, you look at these guys and it's like, I, I look at this team and I go, this is kind of perfectly built team to have that one team. That's just that surprise team of the year that takes that leap. And you're, you're talking about it, Dunny. I'm all in on both the Thompsons. I, I liked them going into the draft, but seeing what they've done in the preseason, I am all in on the Thompsons now. And I think right now, I think Amon's coming off the bench or is supposed to come off the bench for Houston to start the year. He's going to force their hand. Yeah. I know it's going to yeah, be I one of those kind of Ben Matherin too. type situations in Indiana where they're like, yeah, he's just that spark plug coming off the bench that we really like, but it's going to get to the point where he's going to force their it's like hand. James like, Harden, his rookie year, mm-hmm. Cephalosha played over him. No one knew why, yeah. but it was just one of exactly. those to have a and spark it, off the bench. And it's going to be like, even if he doesn't start, watch the fourth quarter close game he'll be out there <laughs> they'll make sure he's out there so love it man yeah i i don't hate any of uh our picks for coach of the year like i said it's, it's a weird one i think you never really know in, in, until it's made obvious but um yeah i like it you guys kind of went the i guess sneaky all of ours are dark horse i mean frank vogel obviously has the super team but frank vogel wasn't even a coach in the league last year so yeah we'll see Hopefully it's one of the three of these guys um, and we can move on to the third and final round of predictions, our final picks. And hopefully the listeners, the watchers uh, don't hate green because we got a lot of it in our finals predictions. <laughs> uh, I'll start us off. I got the Celtics against the Nuggets. Thing for me is Watching the Nuggets in the finals last year, I had two thoughts. I thought, wow, the Celtics team probably could have given this group a run for their money, but I think it was the Nuggets year regardless last year. Two, wow, this Nuggets team, if they stay healthy, is going to continue to do this until Jokic can't anymore. Um, And it's that simple for me, really. I think the Nuggets are going back. I think they'll have some competition with the Lakers and the Suns, but ultimately if Murray, MPJ, and Jokic are healthy, I think that bodes well for them and their chances of making it back. And then the Celtics, similar reason, kind of. I think the last few years, they're right there. They made it there two years ago. They they almost were the first team ever to come back from 3-0 last year, and I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. So same thing. If they have a healthy KP and Al Horford going into the finals against the Nuggets, I think I think that's anyone series. Give me. You're gonna make a pick, a pick, an actual oh, it's, pick. It's a Celtics. Do you think Dunning's gonna have Celtics We're in the finals and not win? We're out. Well, I needed. I needed you think, you it on think, the record. I needed. You really I had think it. Dunny's gonna have Celtics in his finals prediction and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna lose. Our, we'll come up short." In our little banner <laughs> thing. In our little banner thing, I already had this typed up as he was speaking, but I just had to make sure. Just had to make sure that he. Thank was you. Thanks for checking in. 
That's the uh, professionalism before, that, you, that you didn't know you got on happy hour. Hoops. Exactly. I, then you said there's going to be a lot of greed, but this isn't going to make you happy, Donny, because we have the same finals, but the Nuggets yes. are, they're, they're winning again. It's, oh. I, don't, I don't know if, it, if, if it's the Celtics or the Bucks or it's the Heat again because they're zombies or I, I don't know, the Knicks trade for Joel Embiid or something like that, that happens. I think the Nuggets are winning the title no matter who it's against. But I do think the Celtics, if they face, I think the Celtics are the best, the most complete team in the Eastern Conference. And I might have said the Bucks before the Drew Holiday trade, but Drew Holiday is such a perfect Boston Celtic. And he just does everything that I was worried about with this team. Obviously, injuries are the only thing you can really worry about now with a guy with guys like Porzingis, who's I mean, he's been hurt, but so what like the the Bucks don't have a lot of depth, honestly, besides that too. And I'd trust the Celtics depth. And that's just that starting lineup the other day. I saw that starting lineup graphic and I was like, oh, man, I can't. I, like, there's man. nothing I could do. I think these are the two best five-man lineups in the NBA when you look at their starting five. And I think these are the, will be the two best teams. I think they'll clear each other out, even though Dame and Giannis will probably be third right there. And then I think the Suns will be a little bit behind there. But, yeah, I'm picking the Nuggets. I think Jokic is going to continue to dominate, at least for this year. That team is built perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. Like I said, I think it's it's tough to take anyone outside the top four. And originally I had – I have the Celtics out of the East. Let's just say Stevie Boston's in full effect again. Um, I think it's the best one through five starting lineup out of anyone in the NBA right now. Um, I, I obviously like Porzingis beforehand. He had such a good year in Washington, but no one talked about it because, remember, it's in Washington. Washington, Washington. No, one, yep. no one knows Washington Wizards exist at this point. <laughs> and then Drew Holiday, I think, was the biggest chess piece move because not only is he probably one of the only guards who's really good at shutting down Damian Lillard consistently, but he's going to be that perfect piece you need for the Boston Celtics who can do pretty much everything. And I know Tony's going to hate be saying this because he loves him still but i think drew holiday's just everything marcus smart does drew holiday does better i i, I really yes. do yeah. i just think it's like a, a like if you're marcus smart right you're in 2k you got marcus smart you're like all right i'm good to add plus two to every single attribute there's drew holiday for you um and i just think the celtics have that kind of perfect team and then out of the west I'm not taking the Nuggets just because I don't think Jokic wants to place for two and a half extra months again, right? He's he's tired of it. He had his championship run. Jokic is fine with a second round exit. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I don't think Jokic is all in on winning another finals. And then the Phoenix Suns, I want to take the Suns. I think the Suns are probably the best team on paper overall, top to bottom, but I don't know. We'll see. I got to see a full season of health from Durant and Booker before I do. I'm going to go with my sneaky team that I think is going to take the lead because I want to be oh, different yeah. too. It's 80 to 1 odds right now. 80 to 1 odds if you want to take exact finals <laughs> matchup. I got Boston Celtics against the Oklahoma City Thunder. You oh, talk about boy. starting lineups one through five. Well, take a look because, people, it's coming up quick. This team is accelerating faster than you think. You've got a first all team NBA player. What do you need? What do you need if you want to become a, I think, a threat, a title contending threat in the NBA? You need an MVP type caliber player because look at it. NBA is a star, star driven league. You need it. Shea Gilgis Alexander is that type of player. You need a good combination of outside shooting and defense. Oklahoma City has that. And you need kind of that spark plug. You need that big man down low because every good 
good team has a pretty dominant big or they have someone that, you know, can be good offensively and defensively as a big. Every title team we've talked about has it. Phoenix is the only one that's a little shaky with Nurkic. Not sure. Chat Holmgren is back. Chat Holmgren looks good. Chat Holmgren looks like he put on some muscle. It looks like this guy's aged five years in a good way. Chat Holmgren looks like a season vet. I can't wait to see what he is. And like I said, the spotlight's on Wemby. So just let Chet ball. We're talking lineups one through five playoff lineups. All right. You know what? Give me Shea Gilgis Alexander, Josh Giddy, Dorcher Chamber, Jalen Williams, and Chet against anyone. I don't care. I love this team. Give me Celtics over the Oakland. Oklahoma City Thunder. I think it's going to be a, uh, a a fun year for Thunder fans. Plus, you get that home court advantage. If the Thunder are good again, too, no one's no one's winning winning playoff games in OKC. <laughs> I I love the pick for so many reasons, man. One, because you have the Celtics to win. Two, of course, <laughs> I've said it a couple times on this show, but this the Thunder since the ugly years of. The Celtics days have been my adopted team probably since around probably since Kevin Durant came into the league. Honestly, I remember being intrigued uh, when he got drafted by the Supersonics and then I kind of adopted that Thunder team. I love them. I've loved the the errors they've had since then, like Paul George and Russ. I thought that shit was awesome. Even Chris Paul kind of being in OKC with not much else help and then, you know, willing that group to the playoffs. I thought that was fun as well. I love the Thunder. I love the Celtics. And if you tell me that the Celtics make it all the way to the finals and their opponents, the Thunder, oh no disrespect to the Thunder at all. You'd be love but that though. The Thunder is who the Celtics were when they were, right. you know, missing out and get you losing to the True. Miami Heat, or they were getting there but not able to take that next step. That's what it would be. And the Celtics would be the veteran group. The Celtic, the yeah. Thunder would probably have to swallow the pill, take the loss. Um, so I I would love that. I mean, if if we get there and we open the door and it's not Jokic, it's not Kevin Durant, it's not LeBron right. James, that that would mean a lot. Um, last thing I did want to touch on that you said, I feel like I should probably have some sort of opinion on this. I haven't said it on the pod yet. Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart. I agree with you. And I feel like people have had this conversation since the trades happened. Both trades have happened. Mm-hmm. I think Drew Holiday does pretty much everything better than Marcus Smart, except I think Marcus Smart is better at switching on to specifically bigs. We always okay. talk about That's how there's fair. not many guys yeah. who can guard one through five. I truly believe Smart can guard one through five. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily because – He's bigger or he's stronger. Or he's physically better at it. I just think he's that much more of a pest than Drew Holiday that the Embiid's of the world get so fed up that they their footwork's just all out of whack because he's so far in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is one that only Celtics fans would be able to understand. But I think Marcus Smart just makes the impossible plays better than anyone else, uh, including Drew Holiday. So like if you're out of a game completely and you need some crazy shit or miracle shit to happen smart is is the guy that you ask for in those situations most notably Mm -hmm. one that probably people are able to draw their memory to is i was probably five six years ago at this point houston james harden was putting a beat down on the celtics in the garden celtics had a 25 26 point comeback i want to say and smart drew back-to-back charges on James Harden and the Rockets lost the game. Like just stuff like that. Um, I agree with you for the most part. I think I'm so excited for Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. I think 
the offense the offense is the biggest thing. Like he's just yeah. more of a reliable offensive player. Like, and yeah, the yeah. defense speak for speaks for itself. But I did want to mention that I haven't haven't really compared the two on the pod since it's happened. But yeah, that's that's it. And I I would love some Thunder Celtics, man. Give me that. I know you would. I know you. <laughs> I, I might have to come to Boston for a game if that's the oh, actual yes. matchup, bro. Please, I, might, I might have to, dude. That would be fireworks, man. Uh, yes. Because, like you said, I know you called the Thunder your adopted team too. I always loved Kevin Durant. He's like my, one of my favorite players when I watched him at Texas yep. too that one year. So I was like, and Russell Westbrook. Do you know how we both feel about Westbrook? Yep. So I've always had a soft spot for the Thunder as well, man. Oh. That would be that'd be fantastic. They're on my Mount Rushmore NBA teams. I'll watch or root for the both are yeah. the Thunder and the Celtics. So love that. Yeah, that yeah. would be a fun matchup. Real quick, guys. I, I I know we didn't have it in the schedule, but rookie of the year. We all take him Wemby, or does anyone yeah. got like a sleeper rookie of the year? Because I, I said Chet at four to one would be kind of the sleeper pick just because he's Wemby before Wemby. But I'm gonna be honest with you guys after watching the preseason. How do you how do you how do you how do you yeah. find someone other than Wemby? If Wemby stays yeah, healthy for the it. year, he's gotta get it, right? The pictures are should... crazy already. Like that picture yeah. of him blocking. It doesn't look oh. fair. He's playing. It looks like majestic. It looks like then, it's literally like art in motion watching did him. Did you like, see him? Uh, the block crazy. into a three, two. I yeah. mean, yeah. a pull up. Did three. you see this? The still image of him contesting Wiggins and then yes. Chris Paul was standing behind them. And it was like, <laughs> Wemby is literally two and a half Chris Paul's. Like someone took him and started measuring Wemby's size with Chris Paul. <laughs> Dude, he's he's the type of guy who could be on one side of of like the arc and someone's shooting a three from the other wing and he blocks it. Like he's just instinct, sees the pass turns and somehow yeah. gets there. I mean, it's it's actually crazy. I, I know we didn't like have an official rookie of the year because I think right now, like you gotta take one beat. You just have to. Scoot yeah. could be fun and exciting. When well, we talked about how much how excited I am for see what the Thompson's roles are. But if he's healthy, man, I mean yeah, we should probably take a page out of Jake's book from last year and uh, just take Carroll. the overwhelming yeah. favorite, like like Ben yeah. Carr, the most NBA ready guy. <laughs> the guy who, <laughs> the guy who literally took the took the world by storm over the summer because of how hyped everyone is. He's coming to play in the U.S. I, I think it should probably be that guy. But no, I do. If there was anyone else, honestly, it'd probably be what you said last week and just sprinkling Chet, just because. Yeah, because he was Wemby before Wemby, right? If you look yep. at the odds right now, Wemby is like pretty much even odds, plus 120 even odds. And then you got Scoot at like two and a half to one, Chet's at like three to one. And then it jumps, I think, 16, 18 to one, Brandon Miller, Cam Whitmore, Thompson Brothers, etc. It's hard not to take Wemby, though. It really is, man. I, I agree. I, I think Chet's the sleeper, but take one just take one be even odds right just throw it in with something that's what i did with the yep. aces to win the WNBA finals this year they were pretty much even odds yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like a shocking move or a big brain play i was like i'll just throw them in <laughs> classic yeah, uh, classic long-term parlays exactly right? <laughs> loved it all right, should we get to, to the final and funnest part of this episode? Oh, yeah. Let's do our draft. We're going to keep track all year long. Gonna going to have a little uh, – we'll have a graphic. We'll keep our win totals probably every week as we're about to come out with the show. We'll do our wins update. Um, 
We'll see. We got this is what I said. We're putting our money where our mouth is. So I think we we've talked about all these teams. So we we did it before. Steve gets the first pick. Hell yeah, I get dude. second. Dunny gets the third, and we'll do a snake. So let's just no more no time to talk. Let's make our picks yeah. and let's get cracking. Let's do it. And and I think bam, you know, it's uh, we talked about it. We have them all in the NBA Finals first pick. Boston Celtics, easy easy Ooh. one there. Boston Celtics potential sixty wins this year. Is that crazy? Yeah, no. Is that crazy? crazy? I don't think all. so. It's not crazy. Give me the Celtics. It's completely sane. <laughs> Steve picks the Boston Celtics number one overall. That's. It's a good pick. Well, I'm picking the other team for my NBA Finals, the the Denver Nuggets. Have to okay. do it. I think this okay. could be another – this is a 60-win candidate this year. So I'll just take Jokic in the MVP season, the number two pick. I don't Denver hate Nuggets. it. I don't hate it at all. I think you guys had the easy one and two. Um, really? I think so. I maybe – well, I don't know. I wouldn't. Ma- I think I might have even taken Denver at one if I was you, but I probably would end up taking up Celtics. Let's stop lying here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think my next two are just as easy, though. I'm going. I'm going Milwaukee and Phoenix. Yeah, that the big four. We're obviously going to go one through four, right? Yeah. And I, 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 you guys were right. I was a little bummed about getting the the third pick here, but on the turn is nice when it's when it's still this rich. It's true. Yeah. Those are great picks. Um, Thank you. I'm in a tough, tough spot here. Yeah. This is weird, man. This is weird. Really. Because we knew the big, we knew the top four, right? We knew the big. Yeah. So let's settle, settle down here. We we knew that I knew I knew the this four was gonna break it down no matter what. I thought Steve might pick Phoenix first. Um, but Boston, I was picking the Nuggets or Boston, no matter what there. So the higher team, like Cleveland's a 50 win candidate. I'm, I'm looking off the odds that we sent earlier mm-hmm. from Bleacher Report, mm-hmm. who yep. I think is FanDuel's odds. Um, like the rest of the teams that are there, Cleveland, like I'm not taking, I'm not touching Philly here. No. <sighs> Do I want to take, like, I don't think I could, I like guys, I could take the Cavs here and it might be a smart idea, but I think it might make me dislike the Cavs more when, I, cause I, I've been so wary of thinking this team's good. So if I pick yeah, them. Yeah, but what if I'm, it goes well, Jake? <laughs> You're right, and I should feel that. And I <laughs> have you thought think, about that? <laughs> no, I do. I really am trying to actively think optimistically, but I'm thinking objectively about the Cavs, and I just don't. I don't like Donovan Mitchell, guys. I've just come to terms. <laughs> I really just don't like Donovan Mitchell. It's and a tough I realization. Happy with the Cavs. I think I real. I knew it before. I was. We were on this podcast, and I was adamantly saying, I don't want them to pick him trade for him right. don't do it don't do it and then they did so i'm picking the thunder wow thunder at five steve is stunned thunder at five i i respect I'm it i was i was thinking about getting the thunder on the second half of the term you didn't you didn't take the one i'm taking at six and i'm shocked i'm gonna take the lakers man i'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna take the lakers here i, 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 I think, think i would have done that healthy ad lebron coming into the year we saw they were what the third or second best team and record wise in the second half of last year i'll take the lakers look at stevie espn who's got the celtics and lakers <laughs> i know i know i know i know 
I know. And now, Mr. Oh, Mr. 1980s, <laughs> Celtics, Lakers. This is why I'm happy because that would usually be a Jake thing to do is have the Celtics and Lakers. So I'm glad with my growth here that I just have the Nuggets and Thunder and Steve could have the Celtics. Now, and yeah, now, now I have a tough choice to make because it's teams that I'm down on. But I'm actually – I'm, I'm going to save Jake here for having to think of him again. I'll take the Cavs at the turn as well. <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take – I'll take Thank the Cavs. I, I, it's it was between Cavs or Philly. I just I can't I can't trust Philly. This uh this draft I, for Steve is going very Jake Micah right now. I know it is. Is. I'm I'm right. so Celtics happy. Lakers I'm Cavs. So happy you did this because either <laughs> I'm wrong and these two teams are awesome this year and I'll be happy. But if I picked them and I and they, they both win like 45 games. I would be so mad at myself. So I'm glad that you you can have this team and we can commiserate or be happy about these teams one way or the other. I'm still pretty happy with these two teams right here that I have currently, but I mean, this is, this is tough. Yeah, (laughs) this is tough. I'm avoiding the East, honestly. And that's why I didn't want the Cavs. I wasn't even thinking about Philly. Oh, I know where you're going. Don't say anything, man. I, I know. Where, where do you I think I'm going? Where, I know where. No, going. don't. Say I won't say it because I don't even want me to say it. But I, I know where you should go. There, I'm, I'm between three teams right now. Three. Yeah. I'm between two, but I think all Western. One of them's getting picked. Two Western. Oh, I know where you should go. I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Kings. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's right. that's nice. Like the beam. I'm picking the Kings. Okay. Like the beam. I think the I think the Kings and Thunder might be like like this is what I'm betting on at this point is the two young teams rack up the regular season wins and also want sure. to win the in season tournament. And those are two teams that would both benefit from winning those things, and so they rack up some wins and they have like high four because I think. We're all in a good spot and we're all kind of in the same boat where all these teams, like after the top tier, we have no idea. Like all they right, you could yeah. tell, you could convince me that most of these teams are gonna be either good or bad, and I'd be like, Okay, yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. There's, there's gonna be some crazy like swings here. But Dunny, you got two picks on the on the back half here. Give me I'm going out west for my last two. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's going. Memphis Grizzlies. Yep. And the Dallas Mavericks. Damn it. That's where I would see. Son of a bitch. You stole that. For, I was hoping I could get him on the back half. That's I was, I was, I was between there. I was fine with either of those. Waiting for either <laughs> of those to come back. I'm like, he won't take both. He won't take both. <laughs> well, you can both. thank Jake for that because I was going to go Kings, Grizz. But then I was yeah. like, wait, Mavs? Low-key higher upside. Uh, I'm going Mavs. I, I, I like what they did. I've been saying it all offseason, man. I'm not not the biggest Kyrie guy. I'm not even the biggest Jay Kidd guy as a coach, but they brought in my guy Grant, who I'm a big believer in. I think they fixed a lot of the problems on the bench. Tony has Milwaukee, Phoenix, Memphis, and Dallas. I don't understand. <laughs> That's an unbelievable start. Pretty solid. Uh, I, I like both of those. I think, too, I think Memphis can, you know, the 25 games could be fine. Before Ja gets back, and then and they are good. Te- they're a good team. They really are. I think it's a. I think it's a really good pick. I was really hoping Memphis snuck back to me. 
let's go. Yeah, I would have liked. I was I was deciding between the Mavs and the Kings and the team I'm about to pick. So, Dunny, you really threw me off with the Mavs. I don't want to pick this team. That's why they're going to be the last team. But I've said enough nice things about them, and I have to put my money where my mouth is at this point. I'm picking the New Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, They weren't on my radar. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I don't know. There there are three other teams that you could pick that I'd want no part of. And so I'm picking the Mavs. That dude, I honestly right now, I I think Philly fans have turned off this. Or Philly fans, are <laughs> well, I can't do it. And, and I'll be Philly. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. They're gonna they're gonna lose it for two more picks. Oh no! They're gonna lose it for two more picks, oh, Jake, because no. you have a chance to take them. Because I'm I'm going with the Clippers. I you know it, it, I I don't think the Clippers are gonna be as good as you know we thought they were last year. But I still think at the end of the day, it's a good basketball team. And when healthy, the Clippers are one of the best teams. I I gotta go Clippers here. Oh man, next pick. Uh, what what pick are we? Thirteen right now. Thirteen. Give me Heat culture, baby. Give there me Heat. Is. I'm going down with the ship. You got. The I will go down heat, with baby. the ship at twelve thirteen. I'll take Clippers Heat. Boston take Clippers Heat at twelve thirteen. Cavaliers Clippers Heat. Yeah, I'll take that. I like it. I like it. I'll take that start. Now I feel like I, I the Heat. I almost picked the Heat instead of the Knicks, but I'm that's a lot of faith in Tyler Hero that I'd rather put in Jalen Brunson. I was picked between Tyler Hero and Julius Randle, and I picked Julius Randle. I don't know sure. if that's the right move. I don't know. <laughs> I got to pick the Warriors. I know wow. we talk shit about them, but it's Steph Curry on yeah. at pick fourteen. So yeah, true. I'm gonna take the Warriors and I'll, I'll be okay with it. There, because the, w- what we're looking at left, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Dunny, Dunny, yeah. how many more picks Dunny's do I got, have? Uh, here you go, Dunny. Dunny, we're picking the whole league. Yeah, ten rounds, baby. Do you need a team update? Give them a team update. Frozen. Yeah. Stop your cam. See if that works. This is live and <laughs> troubleshooting times. So right now, let's do a check-in. Steve, you got Boston. We said the Celtics, the Lakers, the Cavs, the Clippers, okay. and the Heat. Yes. Can still hear you. Just turn off your camera. See if that helps. We can finish up the draft. I have the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Kings, the Knicks, and the Warriors. Dunny so far with his two picks coming up. He has the Suns, the Bucks, the Grizzlies, and the Mavericks. Damn, I like Dunny's start. I really like Dunny's start. I like your team just because I like watching the teams, but I don't know if that means that it's going to be the most wins. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I know. I, I wasn't going to let I'm, you. I, I the Lakers, to, to be honest, I'm mad that I didn't think about the Lakers more at five, but I really yeah, think, I, I really was between just the Cavs and the Thunder because I think the Thunder are going to win. They could win 50 games. I, I agree, but I was honestly – I was like, all right, I'm probably going to have the Thunder – I was just like, you're like, all right, Jason, take the Lakers here off the Thunder, and then I got to figure out my other team at the turn. But no, you threw a curveball at me. I'll take the Lakers. All right, Donnie. Looks like Donnie. All right, I'm back. You're back. You got two picks. 
two picks. Do you need okay. a do you need to a reminder? Did you hear the teams that are left? Do you got it all? I, I think I should be good for now. Okay. I think I heard your guys' last couple. I'm going yep. to take the Pacers if they weren't already Damn taken. I, I can nope. we trade teams? I got Celtics. Can we just trade drafts? <laughs> yeah, shouldn't have done that to me, man. He shouldn't have done he's that. He's going for blood right now. He's going he's for blood. I wasn't actually. I wasn't actually having poor connection issues right there. I was just trying to just remember all of Steve's favorite teams. So I can... <laughs> Uh, I have one more, correct? Yes. Yeah. I could I could just end Steve right now and do, it. <laughs> and do this too. And me. And me. I know and what you're him. thinking. Just go for it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have. I just want to let it be known Pacers went ahead of Philly. Just putting that out there. That's everyone. crazy. Philly. <laughs> 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 This became a meme at this point. I know, I'm not oh, yeah, we're going to have to tweet a, uh, a graphic after this of all the teams that we drafted before oh. Philly because that is crazy. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it's going to stay that way because oh. I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get out of here like that. All right, fair, whatever. Wait, that's that's actually who you wanted. I thought, I, yeah. Okay, I, 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 thought, I think it. I thought I pivoted off who who you actually wanted. All right, well, I was between two. I was between two. Steve, you're gonna have a chance to get a team you'd like. Okay, maybe. All right, not if it's the Sixers because I'm picking the Pelicans. Wow. All right. That's yeah, who that's... I thought you were gonna. That's who I. No, thought I, gonna I, I like the Pels. I would have taken Brooklyn over the Pels. To be honest with you. I realized at the last moment that no one had taken Brooklyn. I thought I think they have a safer floor than the Pelicans I, do. I agree. This is a, um, this, yeah. This is a swing here late. That's a ceiling that play a, for yeah. sure. I, yeah. It's 18th. I think you I have do to it. take Philly. Yeah. <laughs> you do I, mean, I don't really think I have a choice at this point. The I got to take of Philly. The league last year is still on their team. So yeah, and I love Tyrese Maxey. It's just the yeah. I just hate James Harden. But you know what? I'll take Philly. 18. I mean, that's that's a pretty good. It's value. a solid. It, pretty, it, it rounds out value. Your team nicely right now. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm down. Oh man, I'm down to a couple teams here. You know what? Yeah, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I, I said he was gonna be coach of the year. If you gotta be coach of the year, your team can't be a terrible Ooh. team. So give me Houston Rockets because I don't wow. think they're coming back to me. I don't think they're coming no, back. I mean, I know Dunny would just look at that at the turn, be like, oh, you know, Rockets <laughs> seem like a fun team. I'll try them. Steve likes them. So, yeah, give me Philly and Houston. That's not who I was expecting. I'm not going to lie. Nah? Who nah. are you expecting? Unless know. you don't want to say it. Just not the Rockets. Well, I'm making a pick, so I guess I could really say anything at the moment. I'm, I'm trying to decide. I'm going with the Timberwolves. I'll do it. Yeah, I didn't want to take them. It. I didn't want to take it, I'll but cheer I, for I get it. I don't like it. It's going to make me mad. It's you guys bad. remember the other day that when we compared Bam and Towns and uh, Anthony Davis? It was Anthony Davis. It might have not been Anthony Davis. It might have been Randall, mm. but you could throw Anthony There's... Davis in there. My brother ended up with all three of those guys on his fantasy basketball team the other day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I just Damn. thought it was hilarious. But that I'm, on that note, I'm taking the Timberwolves. I'll, uh, I will painfully 
watch Rudy like Gobert it. this year. Dunny, you got picks twenty-one and twenty-two. We're 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 coming up to form here. All right, I'm going to. Hmm. I think slim that. Riggins. Yeah, I think it's so slim that it's almost easy at this point for me. Okay. I'm I'm going to San Antonio Spurs. Wow. <laughs> Wow! Okay. All right, give, give me some of that Wemby juice, all man. Right. All right, I'm, all right. I, I wanted, I wanted to be able to root for Wemby for one reason or another, and this, this, this was the funnest option for me. Um, I'm taking Wemby. I feel like I have to go safer now in my other pick because I kind of took a stab there. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is tough, man. Yeah, we're not in any real safe zone at this point. Yeah, it's all pretty gross at this point. But oh, I, I, I think I'm take I, somebody. Come on, I think I'm taking the Chicago Bulls. Damn it, this is not that's what I'm hoping pick. you would take. That's a that's a good pick. I was thinking of that. I was between two Eastern teams there. Well, I was hoping you would take the other one because it wasn't. <laughs> I, I, there's one team I'm not picking that you probably knew I was not picking. You both know I'm not picking. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I know who he refuses to pick. Um, I'll take. I mean, there's one team that I hope. I wish that none of us could pick, but someone's gonna end up with them. Yeah, probably me. Probably me. Probably. <laughs> I'm taking Utah. Ooh, spicy. Spicy. That's still. That's still better than you can do for some of these. I kind of like this here. I'll take Orlando at twenty-five. Yeah. That's who. That's who my oh, team is going to be. I'll take Orlando, and then oh my gosh! See, here's the thing: I could take Atlanta, or I could have Micah pass up on them again, and it'd just be hilarious to see which team. No one took the Hawks. Yeah, I'm not taking the Hawks. No one took the Hawks. So it's it's either like, do I do I take Atlanta here? Or do I let him just fall into Dunny's lap because Michael refuses to take him? Or we could just have we could just we could just you know have Dunny pass on Atlanta and see if Micah actually would take the Hawks <laughs> in the final round, or if he would take the Hornets or the Wizards or someone. There's a couple teams Atlanta. left. Full transparency: When I disconnected, I thought the Hawks got picked. I don't think I would have taken the Spurs over the Hawks. <laughs> had I, I was surprised you did. I was surprised you did. Um. It's Hawks or Toronto for me. Man, I'm I'm I hate it, but I'm gonna take the Hawks. I'll take the Hawks. Yeah, I think it's the right play, honestly. Yeah, Hawks Between and Magic. I'll take that. You got the Southeast on lock. I, apparently. <laughs> Ooh. Now it's real gross, boys. Yeah, there's four teams left. None of them are that exciting. No, it's real. All right, I am picking Trailblazers. Whoa, Portland. I kind of like it. Well, you guys know I like it. I was the only one that took their win total, so... Um, Wait, is this me now? Are we we on the right thing? We got, Dunny, I think you got one pick left. 
Yeah, wait, what do we do? How did we screw this up? How did we mess this up? <laughs> unless we counted, unless we counted wrong, right? It's a it's a three-team snake. There's 30 teams. It should be. Yeah, so I have one pick left, and then you guys have one pick left, right? Well, you technically at the turn, you're supposed to have you two. Have two. I don't know pick. how we screwed that up. I have two picks left. What go recap, Jake? Where'd we who 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 drafted too many teams? <laughs> If you guys make me give back the Spurs, I'm gonna. Nah, you need to eat the Spurs. No, you need two teams. Somehow, did I pick too many teams? I still have nine teams. Steve, you you are, do you are you supposed to get a pick at the end, or am I supposed to be the last pick? No, it's it's supposed to snake. So I would start. I would end. It's ten rounds, three guys, man. It's ten times three. <laughs> I understand that. You have nine people. I have nine people for you written down. Nine right, people for me written down. How many and for Dunny? Eight for Dunny written down. All right, so we're at twenty-six. So that was pick twenty-six. So we, we just had the wrong. We right? were just What's... counting wrong. <laughs> yeah, but where'd we count wrong? <laughs> this is good air. <laughs> This is good podcasting right here. Oh, no, we got, we got, all right, we got four teams left. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. You took Trailblazers oh, okay. at twenty six. I just counted the wrong. wrong we just yeah, the you wrong. wrote yes, you wrote the wrong okay. number somewhere. We got four all teams. Right, left. Well. The four teams, four teams we have left are Charlotte, Washington, Detroit. And, That's what I thought. In, uh, in Toronto. Toronto. All right, yeah, we're good. Okay. We're good. All right, we're good. All right. I just looked at 27 ago. That's it was, nice. yeah, I just, I typed in the wrong number at some point and we were just going along. Okay, we're good. Dunny, right, Dunny, so you got one of those, two of those four teams. Oh, I got two of them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they draft with three people. It's just <laughs> we're messing it up. I always, uh, I always, if, if anyone who, if there's any crossover listeners who are part of my take, which I'm sure there are with every podcast, um, I always laugh at them when they mess up the snake drafts. Yeah. Like, how the hell do they screw this up? It's and simple. I, it's, it's that we easy. Have three people and we're yeah. messing it up. Three <laughs> with people. A, with a very round 30 number. <laughs> <laughs> I look All at 27. Right. I was like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> some, some That's just here. wrong. Uh, that all being said, I will take the Pistons and the Raptors. Thank you. <laughs> have fun, That's... Mr. Beast, y'all. Uh, yes, yes, Steve. Have fun with Mr. Beast. I'm taking the Wiz. I I actually take Charlotte over the Wizards, even though both are like terrible. Absolutely, I have the whole. How did I get the whole Southeast at this point? Boston, yeah, this is your team, ready? You do have the whole Southeast. So you literally so have so bad. Do you have the entire Southeast? No, you got the Wizards. You saved me. Oh, I have the Wizards. That's right. They're a Southeast team. You have Boston, Mm -hmm. the Lakers, the Cavaliers, the Clippers, Mm -hmm. the Heat, the Sixers, the Rockets, the Magic, the Hawks, and the Hornets. It's it's not that bad. Getting the The Southeast Sixers where you did, that was just us being stubborn. And the Hawks, too. You scooped those up. And the Hawks where I did, yeah. So I'll take that. Yeah, they could be good value picks down there. I've got Denver, Oklahoma City, Sacramento, the Knicks, the Warriors, the Pelicans, the Wolves, the Jazz, Portland, Washington. I'm not inspired by that. See, I think you won won in the top of the middle, too, with your Knicks and Warriors picks there. 
See, I don't. I don't know, but I don't I'm like the Warriors. Pick. The I had to pick yeah. about the Warriors. the The first four, I'm I'm happy with. I think mm-hmm. the Thunder, Sacramento, and the Knicks are going to be like a three or four seed, and that's where I'm I'm hoping for that. Right. If Denver is like a 52 win team, I'm screwed. That's basically what happens. True. Yeah, they yeah. need to be like 56, 57. Dunny, Dunny Phoenix, Milwaukee, Memphis, Dallas, Indiana, Brooklyn. San Antonio, Chicago, Detroit, Toronto. Yeah, Donnie won the draft. I took San Antonio way too early. Yeah, San Antonio yes. could have been your 10th pick. You, you still did all right, though. I mean, yes. getting yeah, Detroit and Toronto at the last turn. Yes. I, started th- I started thinking about how tall Wemby was, and I was like, I, I just need yeah. to take the Spurs. <laughs> no, I, I like your draft a lot. You got two of the big four. You got a couple of my sleeper teams in there that I love this year. Yeah. Well done, Donnie. Thank you. Well Jared. done, boys. Thank you. We'll get that up for the people all year long. Well, Philly fans be nice. Keep them locked in. <laughs> yeah. If you're a Philly <laughs> fan listening, sorry, but we are going to have to put we out one of the first 18th overall. I think it's fine. I, I really do. I think it's all right. I think that the group from, like, pick – Honestly, pick five to the Philly pick. Who knows? With all True. No, I agree. Yeah. They could all be like four games apart. Like it could be yeah. like 47 to 43 win teams throughout yeah. there. And we're like, we're going to be close between there. Like, that's the thing is like, who no- Like, it's a very, this and year the- is going to be very interesting in the league. It's going to be very competitive all the way through. And knowing the hijinks of this podcast and how we miss news, like right after we clicked end on record every, every week that we record. Philly, whoever's what, Steve? You took Philly at eighteen. Yeah, I took Philly. Probably right when we get off tonight, the Sixers will somehow get a deal done with the Clippers, and Paul George will be a <laughs> yep. Sixer or something. Yep. And <laughs> oh, I love Philly. Then, if they, you get yeah. Paul George instead of Harden, I like the, Philly a lot more. They do. It's not. It's not quite as good as the NFL having any given Sunday because I love that. Anytime mm-hmm. shit goes yeah. backwards, you can just point to that. NBA not as good, but it's where amazing happens, man. And we we know from year to year that anything can happen in this crazy league, and it is amazing. And I'm glad basketball, and I'm glad that Happy Hour Hoops is here in full force. And that'll do it for the episode today. Predictions, drafts, we covered it all. Well, we'll have a funny graphic to put out this week. Stay stay locked in with our our win totals throughout the whole year. We'll be updating you weekly. And for Steve, Jake, myself, I won't cut out this week on the outro. I'll stay with you guys the whole time. <laughs> follow Trainwreck Sports. Follow at Happy Hour Hoops 1 on all socials. And enjoy the NBA until June, folks.